0: Welcome to Talk Thirty, w, a show where we talk about the perspective of thirty somethings on life, my kid as an athlete. love. Did I tell
1: you about the twice in a week.
0: <laughs> and the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony,
1: but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. Is your mic facing you? Yes.
0: Same is made sure. He's on top of it today.
1: He's really doing, he's really stepped
0: up his production game. Mm, I would call it just as paying attention game. Because <laughs> before he would just sit down. But that's, that's, that's there, what being a producer is. Being out. a
1: producer is troubleshooting. That's, that's really what this, this is all sure. about. Sure. There's only so many skill sets that you really need to know. I mean, yeah, there's people that are just like beyond with their abilities with, with post-processing and stuff, but end of the day, the big bucks come because you can troubleshoot and you can figure out the
0: problems. Yeah, and you don't need a high school education for it, as Sankey's clearly demonstrates every day. <laughs> yes. So that's good. That's just keep my cost down. It's like a fifth grade, is it? Education? Did you even graduate the fifth grade? You'd be surprised. <laughs> as the plane goes over? <laughs> no plane. It's too dark for planes. No huh? plane.
1: Okay. I think he's just hearing
0: it. he has phantom plane syndrome.
1: Are you going to ask me about my trip?
0: No. Have you ever been back to Palestine? Is Palestine a country? Is it is it mm, is it like a territory or is it I'm like, going to say yes, just to piss a lot of people off, but no, it's not. <laughs> Have you ever been? As the plane flies overhead. I It's not dark enough yet. <laughs> you said it's too dark that that <laughs> <laughs> <should do> <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you're not. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. These two fucking Vinos over here. Here, blend his blend. It's blended wine now. Summer blend. Randy, have you done anything interesting lately? No. That's good. (laughs) You know what I did? What did you do? I went to Guadalajara. Oh my God. How was that? It was shitty. Yeah. Like there was shit everywhere. I mean, in the streets. Speaking of shitty, can we talk about the Dodgers? Oh, yeah. I have the Dodger Blues dog like that. <laughs> I was so heartbroken. You know how happy I was? What? When they went up five runs in the second. I was ecstatic, but I was also nervous because I was like, I've seen the Astros blow this kind of lead before. Mm-hmm. But I forgot one thing game seven is the last game, and you have every single pitcher that has ever pitched for you. Available. Available. Including all the guys that are on the
1: field because they, you know, they pitched in high school, right? Exactly. That's pretty much Everybody it. <laughs> pitches in high school. Who
0: doesn't pitch? I pitched in high school. Wasn't I was a closer in high school. Yeah. These are things that really resonate with me. Sports. Oh, okay. I was like, what really resonates with you? I lost you. Yeah. I saw you were like in China or Guadalajara.
1: Guadalajara.
0: And for the Dodgers to lose, it was actually like, uh, it, it was bliss. So I Pure was bliss.
1: I was at the airport and it was what six twenty game or five twenty game I forget because I was I was the time change yeah something like that and uh, the game the game was it said, in progress and I looked down again and he said Houston two Dodgers zero and then I got on the plane for three hours <laughs> I was just radio <laughs> you silence. pretty much
0: knew it was done though no no I was just no? like no I was every single Dodger fan I spoke to they were like when they went up two runs we we're like meh. Okay, that's fine, but this is bad. Too yeah, this, early, this, right? this is
1: bad. But you know, you knew you had Kershaw coming in. I, I didn't know, I found out later that he pitched like what four innings. Yeah, four shutdown innings. But then after then, the, was the damage like, was
0: done, right? Yeah. Oh, he Darvish lasted again an inning in what two thirds. So it was game over. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. Two of the shortest starts in World Series history with the most runs accrued by a single pitcher.
1: That's, yeah did you see the article that came out about uh the baseballs are different for the the playoffs uh, yeah not not defending the Dodgers at all just looking at the entire series this has to be the most runs scored in an entire World sure. Series and they said because the the ball lacked texture so the pitchers were unable to get as much of a grip and the spin wasn't there uh, that's why couldn't get it to bite yeah so the yep. hitters the hitters had the advantage which wow. is why you had a 13 to 12 game
0: yeah that was nuts I mean you I haven't seen run production like that in a baseball game all season. You know what I mean? But then again, I I didn't really watch a whole lot of baseball because my team was in last place. But it's fine. It's a new year next year, and the Dodgers lost, and I don't have to live through a World Series parade in Los Angeles. That was what I was really dreading, having to sit through a World Series parade in Los Angeles. Anyway, off topic. Yeah. Thank you, Dodgers, for a memorable— World Series. It was a great series, and uh, I love the fact that Houston got to take home the title, bring it back to the people that needed it the most.
1: There was no way we were going to win against a city that had gone through that much devastation this year. It would have been a slap in the face to America. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would have. You but know, I, I, I text my buddy, and I was like, hey, because he works for the MLB, I was like, you can't let me know like if this is already predetermined, can you?
0: <laughs> you know, I should ask my buddy who works for the Dodgers. He's an uh, advanced scout, not really a friend, friend. High school friend. I, I need to keep in better touch with a lot of people. You I do. Just, I just don't.
1: Jesus! Oh my God! Your cat just scared me. I
0: thought there was just a wild animal in the garage right
1: now. <laughs> I just saw. I saw. A t- well, last <laughs> night. Okay, so last night I went for a walk with my dog, and a possum just like jumped out of the bushes and ran away. And I was just like, I've been kind of on edge since.
0: <laughs> a possum? Really?
1: It what was the f- worst
0: that could happen. Rabies? Yeah, you can get a shot for that.
1: But still, the whole experience is a little traumatic.
0: Speaking my dog. My dog is not a
1: big dog. He can't protect me. <laughs> I had to pick him up. It's okay, buddy. I got you.
0: <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Speaking of what, I think we should get back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so aside from that, you mentioned that you were on a flight to. Where? Yeah,
1: I was on my way home from uh, Guadalajara, and that was. So here's here's the thing. Like, I, geography is not my forte. First and foremost. And when I looked at the map and looked at all the cities that I've been to in Mexico, I, I realized that I've only been to Baja, California. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to TJ. I've been to Ensenada. And I've Churros been to Puerto no, I've never been to oh. Rosarito. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why.
0: It's I like, mean, I've had bad experiences in TJ. Uh, Who hasn't? Yeah. Well, I bought a churro that gave me the runs for three days. Oh,
1: dude, did I tell you about the time when we were in line and the line wasn't moving to get back, you know, across the border mm-hmm. and the line wasn't moving. So I hopped out the car to go buy a churro and all of a sudden the line started moving like really quick. So I ran up to the car before like there was one car in front of us before you get to oh, the, no. the, the customs agent and I hopped in the car. Oh no. And that was all bad because I also didn't have my passport. Oh no. And so they started asking me all these questions about like, who was the first president? What does the flag mean? What are the 13 uh, different stripes mean? How many states are there? Where am I from? It was, it was horrible. Wow you were
0: treated like a legit immigrant yeah. like you, you're trying to yeah that's what they asked that's the test i mean they asked me other questions I so can't. people out there if you want to get in the united states you don't have to cross the the border at you know in the middle of the desert i also had just a california a car, driver's license so. <laughs> just hop in a car right before you get to the 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 border and uh the 13 stripes they're just colors yeah that's that's the answer just colors <laughs> So where'd you go? Uh, oh, on this trip? Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> so I was
0: done. I was done. <laughs> you should see my face right now. You, you guys <laughs> listening can't see it, but <laughs> this guy is straight faded right now. <laughs> this episode is going to fucking tank. <laughs> nah, like, nah, it's going gonna... to be great. It's gonna be fantastic.
1: <laughs> ask me again, ask me again.
0: <laughs> where'd you go? Where'd you go in Mexico? I was down in Guadalajara
1: for a week. Partially for work and then partially just to kind of kick it and explore, because that was my first time actually getting to go down to Mexico proper. I guess you would say. What's down there for work though? Uh, a medical school. So I went to go visit it and tour the facilities and meet the students, meet the staff, meet the deans. Cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a good trip. I I really enjoyed it, but I I really didn't know what to expect going down there. Just because you know when you live in California, especially Los Angeles, you think. Well, for me, anyway, growing up, I thought anything outside of California was just going to be dirt roads and maybe some lanterns. And Paul Revere coming down the road. Pretty much. Everything's the British are coming. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, man, the city was so beautiful. The food was amazing. The food was very nostalgic. You, you, Because I posted on Facebook saying I was debating going to watch Coco.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: The Disney movie about yeah. Dia de los Muertos. And uh, you had mentioned about something about getting in touch with my nostalgia. Some some weird phrasing that was very turged up that I, I I didn't really understand. But then I really you know after I went to I went to a restaurant. I ate dinner. I was just like, dude, this this tastes like my childhood. Like it it was legit. Like,
0: so how did your childhood taste? A lot of lard. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of so what kind of experience? Uh, you were there for a week. Yeah. I was there so for a what week. was your plan? And what did you want to get out of the trip? Like, how did you know that was going to tap into your nostalgia? Like,
1: I, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to tap into my nostalgia. And when when you said it, I, I actually hadn't gone into any of, the, I hadn't gotten to, to explore the city yet on my own because I was still with the university and I was still under like their like guided tour, mm-hmm. so to speak. So after you saw after you had posted that, I was, I was just like, oh, you know, it's Turg being Turg, no big deal. And then uh, I went, I went to where did I go? Oh, I went to La Chata, which is like a, a friend had recommended to me, and uh, you know, I just got like a regular, you know, carne asada plate, and just just the flavor, the texture, the the smell, it just reminded me of being back in my Theo Joe's house as a kid, mm. because it was either he went fishing and he brought fresh fish and we would grill him up, or we we'd pick up carne asada from Northgate and we'd be frying it up and then we are grilling it, and then he'd be making beans and rice, the whole nine, right, and uh, just just the flavors and the taste of it was. It just tasted like my childhood. It just reminded me of being back in his backyard, Mm. and that was that was something I just I didn't expect.
0: So overall, the trip, uh, what would you say? It was you know this is this is
1: how I this is how I judge cities. Okay. And if I like a city, in my head automatically, I'm already thinking I could live here. I could I could set up camp. I could I could make it work here.
0: That's funny because I do the same thing. I was telling Anna when we went to Hong Kong, I was like, I want to live here. She's like, you want to live everywhere where you go. I was like that's because everywhere is better than where we live (laughs) it kind of is
1: it it really really there's there's just so much that's wrong i mean not to say that you know we put mexico on this pedestal but
0: america america
1: america isn't on the pedestal that we in our head well in my head how i grew up and how i thought Live here right you you it's on this pedestal of like you know oh we're the best we're this we're that we're that and then you get out there and, and it's just like no it's definitely not the case yeah but yeah i do the same thing I, you know if i like a city it's like yeah i could definitely live here nashville i could definitely live in nashville dc mm. i could live there but it's just expensive the thing that got me was the uh the exchange rate mm. that 19 to 1 mm? i had bro i had a 400 steak dinner and then my credit card it will tell me what the exchange rate is that's where it charges me yeah that's smart
0: that you did it on credit mm-hmm. do you have foreign transaction fee on that? no no, oh, no. that's good
1: yeah And it came back as $22. And I was like, oh, I still got 46 bucks on my per diem.
0: So what a lot of people don't understand about traveling abroad real quick, Mm -hmm. the exchange rate on a credit card is always going to be better than what you can get in stores. You know, it's funny you say that because actually
1: Sankey's uh, put me on game. Because usually I would go, like when I went to Madrid, I went and got euros first. Mm -hmm. And then when I went there, I spent the euros. But he was telling me that there's usually a pre-agreed upon exchange rate with credit card companies. It's market. Oh it's market it's oh market. oh that's what it is it's market value for the day mm-hmm. so if it's in your favor that day then everything you charge is going to be great mm-hmm. and it's funny cuz i i had the money but i went okay so i went and bought a custom i actually had a custom bag designed oh my god A man. custom leather weekender <laughs> and uh i i thought about it and he told me he was like oh it's only gonna be 250 uh-huh. uh us and i was like cool great let's let's do it but then i was like oh no Sankeys told me it's probably gonna be in my favor if i use my credit card i like no let's just put it on my card it's totally fine let's just do that so they did it and he i got the us uh, yeah, us charge was 260 for the day and i was like god damn it Sankeys jipped me for 10 bucks that's a
0: lot yeah 10 bucks so the uh Experience overall, you'd say good, amazing. I loved it. Life changing. I, w- I wouldn't say
1: life changing, but it was it was different. And I didn't know this. You know, being my first time in Mexico, my Spanish isn't the greatest, but I I definitely relied on it, and I actually used it. And after being there for a week, I, I felt a lot more. Like I came back and I went to the panaderia this morning, and I actually ordered in Spanish. I Ooh. never I never do that. Ooh, and I was asking like special requests. Impress over. me. No, I'm not gonna do Impress that. Impress me. Uh-uh. come on, man. You think you're bad because you were the president of a Latino fraternity?
0: I was. <laughs> so what did you learn from your trip? Like what was one major takeaway that you can really ride until the next time you visit? Or or like a lesson that you learned or something that new something new that you might have learned about yourself?
1: I think I need to well, two things I think is trusting myself and my abilities. I even though my vocabulary isn't that big, I was able to at least, you know, get my point across. And the second is that people are incredibly patient, Mm. you know, and that was one of the biggest things that I learned that if I told them, if they're talking to me, most of the time I understood what was going on and I would respond as best as I could. But when I couldn't, like they weren't, they weren't frustrated. They took a second and rephrased their question in a more simple phrasing and we were able to proceed with the conversation. Mm. And I really appreciated that. And it it happened a few times, especially. And then, you know, with the whole leather bag issue, I definitely learned a lot of new words, (laughs) especially when it comes to measurements Uh, and inches and and what I want in dimensions. material probably, yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was was the thing that was patient. People were incredibly patient.
0: It's a good observation because I kind of saw the same thing. And I I think I attributed it to the fact that people in in foreign countries are a lot more tolerant, Mm -hmm. I think. Than we are because they might get a lot of tourists, so they might be used to it, or Mm -hmm. they're just of a different mindset. Yeah, you know, I don't know why we have this this kind of mindset that we carry along the way, but that's how it is to be in the U.S. Maybe that's why I really don't care for for that. But yeah, um, so
1: okay, a third thing. If if I could solidify everything, all it's really solidified for me was I could live abroad and it, it I could make it work, especially in a Spanish speaking country.
0: I think forced to adopt another culture is something that will help enrich your life. Absolutely. And I don't really think it's that difficult because if you immerse yourself in something for that long or, Mm -hmm. you know, an extended period of time, I should say, uh, there's no way that you can walk away from that not changed or not influenced by the culture,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? It's kind of hard. It's it's very difficult. It's like someone coming to America and and being here for 30 years and not learning English. It's impossible. You're going to take something away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. well that's not impossible that's a whole nother story but you know what, yeah, you know it's what frustrated impo- me? You're,
0: you're right it's not impossible. <clears throat> it's very rare though you know what really frustrated me
1: was that there are an in- incredible amount of of expats that move down there and they live in specific communities that are gated where they never have to leave that area and everyone in that area will speak english so from the people that are working in the restaurants the people that work at the bars the people that are the neighbors everybody speaks english so you never have to learn the language. they got like
0: supermarkets inside too
1: yeah really i mean it's all you know within the local area but like that where people live that's gated
0: but within that region oh okay that's known to be the uh same thing was in in uh, Sonata, a lot of expats there yeah um i wouldn't mind yeah again it's not a bad idea but here's the thing it was great that you were able to reflect on your trip and you're not too far removed from it mm-hmm. sometimes it's really hard to find something that you actually took away from a trip you know people often go on vacations just go on vacations yeah but here i was the other day thinking about our show Hmm. and what i've learned from the show and i don't know why i guess someone asked me you know how's the show going i was like show's going good it's like well you know um what have you guys been talking about lately i just kind of started recapping the last few weeks um months actually and I got to thinking, I was like, we've gone over quite a lot of information, quite a lot of lessons and quite a lot of knowledge that we've encountered throughout this show. And it's not only ours, but it's knowledge that we've been able to attain from the people that we've spoken to or interactions in our lives or trips that we've taken or experiences that we've had, but we've been able to come back and reflect on them here. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is, to me such a special place where we can come and just talk about these things. And, you know, one way or another, we derive some offshoot of a, of a lesson or or some kind (laughs) of, you know, we pull it out of our ass pretty much. But the beauty of this is we've been doing this for two years. Yeah.
1: That's
0: crazy, right? It is. And granted the first season was only 10 episodes. Yeah. We've done an episode a week for the entire year. I think short of the first couple of weeks of January because we were right. still getting our shit together. <laughs> but the reality of it was there were a lot of things about the show that we didn't think that we could do that we've accomplished. And just as you were reflecting on your Guadalajara trip, I was reflecting on our podcast, our show, uh, a few days ago with a friend of mine. And it, I, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was nostalgic for me. It was really a catalog of our growth throughout the past couple of years
1: where where did it take you did you feel do you feel different from when we started to where we are now do you feel that it's it's improved upon or do you feel like we're just kind of going in circles like where are you at with that then
0: well you know there are mixed emotions and the first one was i've personally grown a lot from this show and it's helped me grow and see things because i get to listen to myself when i you know review the show and and takes me to another place. I hold myself accountable now that I've actually vocalized these things and put these things out there mm. that I have to I have to maintain along what I've already said. I'm not one of those people that I say one thing and I do another. I can't mm. it, it's hard for me to do that just personally. So for me it's kind of an experience in in growth and development and, and staying true to who I am and learning to trust myself a little bit more.
1: Mm.
0: The second part of it is I think we could do a lot more of staying true to what we initially wanted to do with this show Yeah, was uh, really just focus and and dial in a a message and and get it out there. But, you know, that that comes with time. And I think that uh, now that we're really going on break Mm -hmm. for uh, the rest of the year and um, trying to get our bearings – uh, for 2018, I think we're going to have a good opportunity to really reinvent what we initially wanted to do with the show Despite what the direction that we went this year. So I, I don't think it was necessarily a bad direction. It was just It, it was a good growing process yeah. for us and I think we needed that expansion of thought and that expansion of um, Ideas to get us onto the next level and to really find what we wanted to talk about to find our voice
1: Yeah, I mean last year we did, we did three episodes, which we weren't even sure we were going to do three episodes by ourselves, but we felt like it was important to do the three to introduce ourselves and set a tone. And then we were incredibly reliant on guests for the rest of the, the season. This year, we've had, what, two guests? Mm-hmm. And, and everything else has been just us coming up with ideas and topics and things to talk about. And that was, it was a labor of love of sorts. I think
0: it was just because we were kind of lazy.
1: I don't know. It, <laughs> I, it, I would say eighty-seven percent of it was because eighty-seven your schedule. It's precise. That is that was a big reason of it. Your schedule did not allow us to bring in guests because we record at very inopportune times. Yeah, put the shit on me. All right, that's fine. Here we are at <laughs> what time is it right now? At seven fifteen on a Saturday. Oh, is, is today Saturday? Yeah, yeah, today Saturday. Seven fifteen on a Saturday doing doing an episode. You know, that's and that's tough. And and like you know, we were supposed to record this morning at nine, and shit hit the fan for you at work, and you were you were there pretty much all night, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, not to put it on you, but it's just you trying to accommodate for for working your work schedule, it it doesn't make it conducive for guests. So, I think that put a lot of pressure back on us to if we're going to keep doing this, and we wanted to do a weekly show, we had to get creative, we had to get innovative,
0: and we had to really step our shit up. In reality, it is kind of difficult with two kids and a job that is, hours-wise, just fucking ridiculous. It's because you don't work a traditional 9 to 5. Right. So my whole schedule, that's true, has to be augmented. But the challenge for next season is going to definitely be how can we streamline the process? Because I think we did a very good job last year. In in, Full disclosure, an episode last year would take us around 6 to 7 hours to record. One hour (laughs) of material would take 600% more time to record than just doing an episode this season. And let me put this into perspective. One episode this season would take us about 15 to 20 minutes to produce, about 40 minutes if Randy's on his phone. (laughs) Wow. Which he always is. He will try and tell himself he can multitask, but he can't. And I, I i i'm pretty oh transparent are you here <laughs> saying... oh, i didn't know he was here shit i was talking about him like you know i'm oh. transparent about knowing that i cannot multitask <laughs> that is not my forte so with that being said if we're able to kind of dial it in and really focus and maybe get him liquored up a little bit more as he <laughs> i think we'd be able to get a lot more done quite honestly but um That's a challenge for next season, so we're going to set our goals, but I don't think we've decided on those yet. What did you take away from the past two seasons? Like, What's overlying kind of theme that tied together this journey that we've... I I don't know about
1: an overlying theme, but things I'm incredibly proud of is that we didn't have a week where we missed. Where we thought we might, you know, okay, maybe go a week where we don't record because schedules are too crazy. We were able to show up every single week or at least compensate and, and record and and create an, an archive to pull from of of, of shows that we created. And uh, I didn't think that was going to happen. I really thought we were going to go, you know, five weeks, maybe miss a show, maybe 10 weeks, miss a show, you know, and we never did. And i not to say I'm impressed, but I, I'm just proud of the fact that we did that.
0: In the end, you distill it down. We have over... 50 episodes on the year just content you yeah. know and and that's impressive on its own i think 10 last season and what are we on um we're i on think 40, we did. so we're around yeah. 40 yeah okay we have 40 about 40 episodes this year we're not going to record or release in the month of december yeah but come january first week we're going to launch an episode and it's going to be different and we're going to put a lot of effort into making this a more successful podcast cuz I'd say we've grown. Yeah. We've we've gone from uh we've eclipsed uh over 10,000 downloads over the course of the year. Mm. We've um, doubled our subscribers. Doubled our subscribers. We've doubled our listeners per per day. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that uh that have increased over the course of the year. There was one point in time where we had over 300 downloads in one day, you know, and and (laughs) that's ridiculous. It hasn't happened again, but (laughs) it just so happened to coincide with an MTV release of a a Talk 30 to Me segment, you know? Yeah. Fuckers. So it goes without saying this can be bigger and better, and that's what we're going to try and do. But I want to know in the past like what was one thing that you could take away that you can really hang your hat on and say that hey you know it was because of this show that my life took a different direction you know to be completely
1: honest and this and this might not be what you were expecting to hear but in me doing this show and learning how and the whole process of creating and producing it's allowed me to produce other shows and this is something i never thought i would get into or never thought I would actually enjoy or want to be a part of. And here I am, we do our show, and then I have two other shows that I work on that have actually been released this year. One that I'm working on that should be releasing starting next year, and then another that's probably gonna come out in the next month. And that's just insane to me, like working on all these podcasts. It's it's kind of it's kind of like during the crash. Right when people were losing their jobs and people were just kind of figure out how to be like an entrepreneur, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and a lot of people just kind of just were doing their everyday thing and it kind of turned into a business. Right, and here we are. We were just do- something we wanted to do, and we liked it. We're I mean we're still getting better at it, but the process and how we do it is what's become desirable by other people.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely that's I would say.
1: that's something I never thought would would happen. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. you know, you're welcome. I mean, working so, with the most
0: difficult talent in the world has really don't talk set me up about saying to- <laughs> keys like that, man. Come on. I mean, I know he's not always there, but come on. You know, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's okay. What, what about you? What What have you taken away from the show? Um, you know, for me it's been a it's been a growing experience. I at the beginning of the year set out a handful of goals, probably a little over a handful of goals that I wanted to accomplish, and mm-hmm. because I could go back and kind of hold myself accountable to these things i've been able to accomplish pretty much all of them um wow and it's not easy because you have a lot of moving parts and you have things that might not necessarily go your way but you know there's one thing that you know we discussed with curtis king back in season one that resonated with me and it was put that energy out there Mm. and and think good things will come and even to this day i still look at his facebook page his twitter and he's always like putting good mantras out there and, yeah. and putting good energy out there. And he you know, he's growing. And and he's about to become part of the, the fatherhood club too. No way. Yeah. So he's about to have a kid? Yeah. Poor guy doesn't know what hit him. Oh <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one thing that this podcast will also help mark. The milestones for my kids. I mean when uh Ethan was one, I think we started. Yeah. Was he one? I thought it was two because was one. Terrible twos is when he was an asshole. Uh, No, it was one. Oh, wow. He's been an asshole that long? That long. Yeah, he still is. (laughs) Most of his life. (laughs) (laughs) I can proudly say that he's (laughs) definitely my son. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, that marked his his one year. And my daughter was born, you know, when we were doing this part. So many memories and so many milestones, so many things that we've both accomplished it's really good to look back on and just have something to to reflect upon during the largest period of change in our lives.
1: Yeah. Does any of your family listen? I, oh. I ask because- I don't think so. My dad listens and then also my girl listens. And so that's like two different spectrums of experiences. And so I, I, I hear, you know, my dad will start is, is now sharing more of his life and his experience and his thoughts with me based off of like what I've talked about in the show. Hmm and then uh it's interesting dating somebody and then being able to like share stories with you and and sometimes i sometimes she knows about them already and sometimes it's like the first time she's hearing it is on the show and that's an interesting experience to be dating somebody yeah a little bit (laughs) and uh you know it's a learning process like i'll tell her actually more details about the stories obviously right because i I can't like incriminate anybody in in the podcast but um yeah, that's that's something that was just like I I didn't expect and I and I didn't have the foresight to think about how that would affect my dating life and it's like now anyone can kind of hear <laughs> my my life. what you're about yeah,
0: yeah what I'm about my life story it's kinda kind of deal. scary it no? is a little bit yeah to an extent
1: well I mean it was it was weird going out with your friends and then they're, they're Telling me different things like, oh, I know why you're not drinking right now, or you know, just oh yeah, just, yeah, they know
0: they know you, yeah,
1: they like they know me, and it's just like, oh, you know what? Thanks for lis- listening, like you know, and it's just it's just really weird. Just just people know my my life and my struggles right now,
0: and for me, it's uh, kind of the same. You know, when we hang out with your friends, um, they're always you know coming to me and they're like, whoa, you know, it's Turg, we love Turg. No, they don't do that because we don't <laughs> hang out with their friends. But <laughs> I can
1: well, You know, he's not much of an asshole as he is on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, he's you constantly have to defend me. I don't. No, uh, no, that's what they tell me after. They're like, "Oh, he's so much nicer than I thought he'd oh, yeah. be." <laughs> I was like, "I don't think he's that bad."
0: Yeah, that's that's the uh, honeymoon, the honeymoon stage. There was another thing that we wanted to do, and we both wanted to start getting our feet wet in the public speaking arena. And that's something that I still really want to do because I think I can offer a lot of good insight and I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> so that helps, you know, and in, 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 in all honesty, there's one public speaker that said there are two things that you have to take away. One, always smile. And two, you have to like the sound of your own voice because if you don't, you're not going to be as engaging Hmm. You're not going to be able to grab as many people and pull them into what you're trying to tell them. I think there's
1: there's a line between people that are narcissistic and enjoy the sound of their voice and people that have something that's genuinely valuable to share. And there's, there's that line that you have to walk. Like, yeah, sure, you have to be able to enjoy your own voice, but that's more so about being comfortable with yourself and what you've already gone through. And then there's some people that just enjoy talking and hearing
0: themselves talk and they yeah, have but nothing they, to exactly, really contribute. They have nothing to offer. They have nothing to really say. I don't know if that's the case. Still, maybe you're this still figuring is just, it out for yourself. Uh, yeah, maybe this is just an exercise in futility, and I'm really no one is listening to me. They're just fast forwarding to the parts where Randy speaks, and the episodes where Randy doesn't speak.
1: Quick well, listen They
0: don't listen. Quick listens.
1: <laughs> a goal that we didn't accomplish was doing a uh, an in person meetup, or at least some type of uh, presentation, or speaking engagement for the show, regarding the show or revolving around our lives or the the, the millennial experience. Yeah, like a town 30. hall.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think we need to network a little bit more. Probably. Yeah.
1: Probably. I will give us credit in the sense of we did submit a proposal for a conference and that I thought that was pretty major to be able to do that. Although we didn't get selected because we waited too long. <laughs> yeah. I think we we submitted strong pro- we submitted two
0: proposals actually. Yeah. And they're I think they're both very strong. Unfortunately, I think we're going to have to wait and see what comes from that, but I think we have found our voice and that's the most important part for the show. Mm. I think we found the direction that we want to go over the next few years um, and really drive it home and really build a platform based on that. And I think over the next about three years, right, um, mm. and, and maybe then some, we're going to have a lot of good talking, um, yeah. talking points rather, and a lot of good and interesting um, a plan set forth, but things you can look forward to next year: a lot more Turg and Randy Z, <laughs> and a lot more Turg and Randy Z in your face. You
1: know, I have to, I have to give it up to Turg. Uh, the biggest thing that I've seen, I think, for you in growth is our first year. You were trying to put these, uh, not to say unreasonable, but you had these ideas of where we should be as far as downloads and listeners and, and growth of the show to make it a worthwhile experience as far as like something you should be investing your time into and as we spent that year and saw the results and then getting into our second year your mindset kind of changed and adjusted and kind of realized the reality of how long it takes to really establish something and your focus has changed and your your uh output has changed and you've really stepped up the blogging side of things you've really increased the quality of your production the one thing i would say that needs to happen for 2018 is you need to commit the time and that's been the hardest thing is your schedule and that's it's a fucked up thing to say because you have a wife you have kids you have responsibilities and you have a job that you're working nights it's like where's the time to do that and i feel i feel bad every time we're here and i see your kids looking at us through the uh the french doors <laughs> as we're outside daddy i know right just wait till baby girl gets to start talking
0: yeah oh she's <laughs> gonna be a riot but
1: uh that's that's the hardest thing man and i think i think that's one thing to think about is Either a having a dedicated recording space, although we are in your garage and recording here, but having a place that's like away from
0: here, mm-hmm. and and just getting more efficient with our time, I think we'll really so, up our game. That's the next point. If I make that commitment, you have to make the commitment to be more efficient with my time. I understand that. I respect that. And that okay, I will. There we go. Do my best. It's out there. Look, in all honesty, I don't even know how you find the time to edit this shit. But you find the time to edit, and you find the time to throw it up there. Granted, you fucked up one time this year, which man is we had—that
1: was a scary moment because I was on my way. Where was I on my way to? I think I was on the way to San Diego or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, bro, I I can't help you because I didn't bring my computer, and I'm
0: not. I can't upload it. We're we're fucked." And it was there. we were safe. We were we figured it out, but that was one in forty-two or forty-three episodes. It's pretty good. Yeah, you know yeah um we, we developed a good system without even trying for the most part, yeah, but I think we need to definitely work on refining that next year. but I was really blown away. I mean, every time I'm looking for an episode, sometimes I had to ask for it, like, okay, I need to review where is it at? Yeah, and but the most for the most part, like you you'll have like three or four of them up there, and I'll be like, oh, shit, okay, this gives me time. Granted, I leave it to the last minute anyway but, you know, it's like, <laughs> still. It's nice to know it's there, and I can get to it if I yeah. need it. And um, I think we've gotten so many compliments for our editing and for our mixing and for everything that we do. And you know I'm a stickler for audio quality, and I yeah. know you are too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think we have real good production value. And taking that and seeing what we can develop in the next year is just Fucking exciting. Yeah. You know. I
1: think one thing where we're lacking, where we should be putting more time into is the visual aspect of it. Oh, you've talked about too much away. No, you've talked I mean you've talked yeah. about wanting to do video, but I'm talking about like actual images in the sense of like photography yeah. Yeah. and then like what we're emailing out and what we're sending out to people. I think I think if it's visually appealing, the aesthetic is more of a draw than just the content itself. Like you know, if, if you
0: if you see something you like, you're more inclined to gravitate oh, yeah, towards. Yeah, it. yeah, I've said that too before. Um, when I buy a package of toothpaste, for example, I go after the shiny box, <laughs> even if it I've, doesn't you've do never anything. Told me that. I, I haven't <laughs> talked about. it. I, th- I thought <laughs> I brought this up before. Oh, uh, like my wife is so basic. My <laughs> wife will always say, "No, this is true." My wife will always say crest 3d white ask her about crest 3d white and why i buy crest 3d white it's the shiny one it's a shiny box it's a pretty box that'll make me feel pretty that's it and the fucked the part about it is you throw the box away <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first thing you do when you want to brush your teeth you're like well i need i need more toothpaste you gotta throw the box away All right i don't see the box after that but i bought it because i i like the box that's fine but you're right you're right. We absolutely need to work on a lot of that stuff. So I think we have a lot of good goals and ideas for next year. We have a lot of stuff that we're not going to say here because there's a lot of moving parts and logistics that we need to kind of overcome before yeah. we can really get there. And I think one thing, too, is the listeners, the,
1: the our friends, our family, people that just enjoy the show. We are open to feedback and criticism and anything that'll help us make
0: this show better we are open to ideas put us on blast because we've already said we can hold ourselves accountable we also need to be held accountable by our fans so that is the ask and we have quite a few listeners yeah it's not just a fly by night operation anymore
1: it's not i mean not even fans man this is almost community development that's what it is like we're asking for help and if you have anything to contribute we are all ears so let us know, Randy. Where can the people find you? You can find me anywhere and
0: everywhere, and currently, sulking in the Dodger Blues at I Am Randy Z. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Turg Says No, celebrating the fact that the Dodgers lost. I'm rubbing that shit in every moment I get. Three World Series, baby. Three. Oyako.
1: Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk Thirty to Me. We hope you
0: enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure you stop by our website at talkthirtyto.me.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on iTunes, and if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it. For Talk Thirty to Me, I'm Turg and I'm Randy Z. Peace. We have drunk as wet wood.
1: Uh how do we start this? So no, we can we can go from the dark side, right, you know I, I like talking about it,
0: but I'll try to clean it up and edit it when I'm okay. sober. Right. Kind of Come, Come on, man, you gotta enunciate. I'm not we're deviating. Go back to Look at how fucking grinning down. He He's grinning ear to ear. I've never seen him this happen before. I bought a You're also drunk and I don't trust <laughs> your fucking <laughs> judgment right now. Don't slur your okay, words. I'll try, I'll try. I'll try. Alright. It's no, <laughs> okay. You can do Ask it. the question again. Ask the, que- ask the question again. So how did you know it would tap into your nostalgia? I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Man, you, you guys are like white chicks when you're drunk. <laughs> this is fucking Chelsea. terrible. Is that is that your personas, Becky <laughs> Chelsea. and Chelsea? He does look like a Chelsea. When I envision Chelsea, it's like a heavy set white woman. With titties that come down and to her belly button. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you
1: recording? Are you recording? <laughs> I, <am>
0: recording.
1: <laughs> I have a friend named Chelsea, <laughs> and she's petite <patented> as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ask me again. <clears throat> All right. So, where'd you go? Where'd you go in Mexico? I was down in Guadalajara for a week. Um, it's there. Stop. It's there. It's there. It's there. Uh,
0: Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna have a fucking hangover tomorrow. Fuck it, yeah! Alright, so... You done? Can Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Alright, party people. <laughs> <laughs> Took a breath Yeah (laughs) You gotta meter your breath man (laughs) That's how you suck a dick What?